Welcome to the Broken to Unbroken podcast with Dr. Nick Askey, where we dive deep into how to eliminate pain and continue to train. guys so this is an episode being recorded from bali so if you hear dogs birds bats uh spiders sneaking up on me uh that is why uh we're going to talk about the white belt mentality just posted a blog yesterday uh on the white belt mentality and what the white belt mentality is is uh there's martial arts systems where you go through a series of belts uh you start with white that's basically telling the person uh, that you have no idea what you're doing, you're still in the very early stages, uh, you're very green, you're there to learn, uh, and then you move up in the color belts uh, as you develop skills and get more proficient in that activity. But you can extrapolate this to other activities uh, like medicine or driving, uh, and we're going to discuss that. So the, the learning new skills, you can basically adapt the white belt mentality to any new skill that you're learning. So uh, I, there's a scooter. Everybody drives the scooters here. Um, so I came up with eight steps and eight rules for learning a new skill uh, in the white belt mentality. So uh, we're going to go through those. So the first step is you need to check your ego. Uh, because in a new skill, if you have an ego, uh, it's going to do nothing more than hurt you. Uh, you can't extrapolate like, all right, I'm a good distance runner, or I have a good physical work capacity, uh, or I'm very mobile because I do yoga and extrapolate that to Brazilian jiu-jitsu or driving a scooter on the left-hand side of the road in Asia. Um, and you have to just go in and go, okay, I'm a blank slate. I know nothing. I am here to learn and stay humble. Um, and so that's the first step. So it's check the ego. Otherwise, it's not going to do anyone any favors, like the person who's trying to teach you the skill or you. It's only going to get you hurt. It's only going to put obstacles there that don't need to be there. Uh, number two is you have to show up. Uh, you can't study abroad from your couch and expect to get better. You need to show up often, show up early, stay late, uh, go to open gym. Um, so with jujitsu, you have to show up. You have to put in the time. Uh, with medicine, you have to show up. You have to put in the time. So when I started uh, as a manual therapist, I would show up to the office an hour early every day because that's when I am effective and that's when I research tough cases uh, because I know that my brain doesn't work very well at night because I've expended all my uh, brain cells during the day because if you have a lot left in the tank at the end of the day, you just didn't try hard enough. There are some people that genetically their productive hours are in the middle of the night or very late at night, but my circadian rhythm, I get up at 10 after four every day. Uh, and then I go to bed at eight 30 or nine o'clock at night. So my brain is kind of on coast mode after about 7 PM. So I can't dig into these deep topics and learn new things or read very dense research articles with lots of stats in them late at night, or I just will not retain the information. So you need to show up. So you, third, you need to be a sponge. So you need to soak up information. Uh, when you're learning a new skill, you have to be there and really retain it. Be 100% present. 
because you need to soak that up like you're going to be tested on it at the end of the session. Um, number four, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. When you're brand new, your side comments probably aren't going to add any value to anything. Or if you're brand new or you're training in medicine and you're in a class with experienced people, your commentary probably isn't going to add value to the, the course as a whole. If you have questions, by all means, ask questions, but you're there to listen. You're there to learn. So if you don't have a question and you just have some comment or you're that rocket arm person like Hermione Granger, that's just going to shoot the arm up and repeat what the instructor just said, zip it. You're there to learn two ears, one mouth. So to review the first four, we have check the ego, show up, be a sponge, two ears and one mouth. So as you start to get more proficient in these activities, whether it's a martial art, whether it's driving a scooter on the left-hand side of the road, whether it's medicine, whether it's being a stockbroker, whether it's being a CrossFitter, um, those are the first four. The last four are when you start to get some victories. So the, the fifth one is celebrate small victories, but not too long. So you have to celebrate the fruits of your labor, uh, but you can't sit there and read your own headlines for weeks because the people that you just defeated or the people that you just passed up to get that small victory, they're working hard and grinding in the gym, or they're working hard reading and getting better and improving while you're out at the club. So you need to celebrate the small victories, but have some discipline. You can't celebrate for too long. You need to get back to the grind, get back on the mat, get back in the books and continue to learn, continue to grow. So that's number five. Number six, you need to constantly learn to avoid the rut. Uh, so I, I found a good quote and it said, uh, a rut is a grave with the ends knocked out. And that's by Dr. Lawrence Peter. So I like that quote because I've been caught in the rut several times to where I feel like I'm there, but I'm there just kind of going through the motions because I'm just bored because I haven't learned anything new. There hasn't been anything super challenging uh, presenting in the office, but you have to constantly learn. So when I get in that mode, usually I'll have a WTF case or a doctor house case that walks in the door with a rolling suitcase full of medical files. And I'm just like, Mr. Burns, excellent. Uh, because that is going to get me excited. It's going to get me back researching again, back in the books. If that person doesn't show up, then I start looking on Amazon. All right, what do I want to dig on into next with a book? Uh, what courses have I wanted to attend? So I sign up for a course. I just bite the bullet, pay for it, go to the course, uh, because that is going to give me a new perspective and a new lens to view uh, my patients. This is not going to occur in my new jujitsu practice because everything's new. Everything's exciting. Everything is a little bit overwhelming. So I'm not getting bored because I don't know anything. It's all very fresh and new. So I'm not going to get in the rut anytime soon in a new skill like jujitsu. So constantly learn to avoid the rut. The next one, stay humble. So you need to stay humble when you start getting better and you're not the newest or the most terrible person in the room. You can't just sit back and go, okay, I've achieved greatness. I'm at the top of the mountain. I'm the best because there's always someone better. Like if I start to get cocky in jujitsu, there is a purple or a brown belt that is going to serve my ass to me on a platter and I'm going to be humble very quickly if I don't stay humble and disciplined on my own. So stay humble. 
And then the last one is to teach and mentor others. Uh, that is how you keep your field developing and growing. And that's how you contribute because you want people that are coming up behind you uh, to learn from your mistakes. And that's how you better your field. That's how you better your sport. That's how you basically make new friends and you become part of the community, whether it's a martial art, whether it's in medicine or your career is you need to mentor others. Don't give unsolicited advice when you're not qualified to do so. Otherwise, you're just the dude with a headband at Gold's Gym showing people how to do bicep curls the right way, and it's not really the right way, and then people roll their eyes when you walk away. Uh, you need to be at a point to where your coach, your instructor, your mentor says, all right, you're ready to, to show other people what you know, and this this will usually be where your mentor will go, okay, can you show so-and-so this skill because you're proficient at it and I trust you to teach this skill. Uh, so just wait until you're called upon to do that. Don't bring it on yourself. Uh, but that's how you kind of pay it forward is you teach and you mentor others. So to review our eight. So first four are check the ego, show up, be a sponge, two ears, one mouth. And then the second four are celebrate the small victories, but not for too long. Constantly learn to avoid the rut, stay humble, and teach and mentor others. So that those are the eight rules of the white belt mentality. Uh, and we're going to talk about how I was very humbled uh, because I've been on dirt bikes since I was a little kid. I drove, drove a scooter and a moped in college to get around at University of Wisconsin, but Asia is a whole new ball game. They drive on the left side of the road. Uh, a right-hand turn is just as complicated as a left-hand turn in America. Uh, you can't just blindly right-hand turn, and I found that out the hard way. Um, there really are rules, but they're completely different rules. Uh, traffic in Bali is crazy. It is like a big moving mosh pit where your feet are basically on the ground and you're just this big amoeba of people and you're moving down the road. There's dogs all over the street that just, they don't really care. They'll lay down right in the middle of the road and it's up to you to, to go around them. There's chickens all over the place. Uh, you just have to constantly have your head on a swivel and expect something to jump out at you like the little kid in Big Daddy when he's throwing sticks at the rollerbladers. Uh, you just have to really understand that there's going to be something that jumps out and you have to see it. Otherwise, you're going to go for a very unfriendly ride to the ground. So my first two days on the scooter were not good days for me. Uh, they were very humbling. I overestimated my skill on the scooter. Uh, I had to go to a smaller scooter because it was easier to control. Uh, I took a right-hand turn and I took it when I shouldn't have. And a lady clipped the back end of my scooter I ended up having to pay her hospital bills, which I was totally cool with because I felt terrible. I was lucky enough to have a friend at CrossFit Wanderlust uh, who was a local and he was able to help us sort all this out. Um, another first for me is never bribed a cop. Um, first time I've ever done that. So there was a lot of firsts in, the, in this trip, uh, but everything was taken care of. The family, she, the, the lady is recovered her bike is fixed uh but it was it definitely shook me up and i did not want to get back on the bike uh, but my best friend steve uh he got me back on on the smaller bike we took some shorter trips with no traffic 
We just got back from a two-day trip across the island on country roads. It was well worth it. We got to see Mount Agung erupt. We got to see crazy waterfalls. We never could have done that in a car. So I'm very happy that I was able to just shake off the, the nerves and get back on uh, and just kind of go back to white belt mode rather than going, oh yeah, I'm, I know how to do this. And I just let my ego get in the way. Um, and I tried to start off at purple or brown belt and I was not a purple or brown belt. I was a white belt at best. So this really meshed well with the blog post that I was writing at the time of this. Um, so I just wanted to bring that in. Uh, mom, if you're listening to this, this is why you didn't want me on a motorcycle and I will not drive one in the U S. Uh, but the, the majority of the scooter mileage of this trip is over. Um, but I just wanted to bring that in because it was a very closely tied in personal experience on the white belt mentality. Uh, to apply this to your job, whether you are a stockbroker, whether you're in medicine, whether you're in law, whether you are in a service industry or retail, whatever, you need to latch onto a mentor, you need to be a sponge, you need to listen more than you talk, and you need to just show up, be 100% present, not be satisfied with being confused, question, ask questions, get them answered, um, because that is going to help speed up your learning curve. So I just wanted to go through that and tie that in with medicine, with learning a new skill, like driving a scooter in Asia on the left-hand side of the road, weaving and bobbing around people, uh, dogs, chickens, uh, whatever animals are, are obstacles in the road, uh, because it was a very closely tied in experience and I had to learn the hard way, but some of, sometimes we have to take our licks and learn the hard way. So again, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we're going to have Steve on the podcast next uh, and on who we're, we're visiting here in Bali uh, because he uprooted himself from a very successful medical career in the States uh, and just decided to travel to Thailand and Vietnam and Bali uh, all over Asia. So that's going to be a great episode. It's going to be our first episode with a guest, the first non-solo episode. So you get to listen to someone more entertaining than my voice. And again, I apologize for all the background noise, but it does sound kind of cool and exotic with all the, the Balinese birds and scooters in the background. So again, thanks for listening, guys. And we will put out another podcast in a few days. Thanks a lot.